Okay. Ready? I'm ready. Okay. Welcome to a very special edition of DCAF, actually from Dallas, Texas. Arlington. Arlington, Texas. Justin and I, if you can't tell, we are uh, decked out. We're super decked out. This is like our first topic, so we'll just go right into it. Justin and I are actually here for Braves Game 4 against the Dodgers in the National League Championship Series. This was a, a, a kind of a fun last-minute thing that Yeah, I think up. we bought our flights. Sunday, I and believe, I mine Monday. and we actually had, we're planning to sell, you have to buy tickets in four, mm -hmm. uh, because of the pandemic, they're only Pods. selling about 11,000 tickets to the game, and so we had two extra that. tickets, we we're actually going to sell them to some family friends, but that fell through, and so I called up Taylor and said, hey, you're a big Braves fan, you <laughs> want to go? Let's go, baby, let's go, that's I'm right, so pumped. and I'm so glad, actually, in preparation for doing this, was reading about the American League Championship Series, they're not allowing people in, yeah, no fans in uh, Petco Park in, in San Diego, so this behind. is, this is a big deal, like, game one of the NLCS was the first time they ever had fans in the new Ranger okay, Stadium. I did, actually Field, didn't know that. Which we can actually see <laughs> just outside of our balcony. We can see yes. both AT&T Stadium, which is massive. It looks it's, like a spaceship. It literally looks like a spaceship. I was in the Uber this morning, could not believe it. It's like a biodome. It it's huge. Yeah. But that's how I felt the first time I saw the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in New Orleans right. and Atlanta too. So I think those big stadiums just... They look otherworldly. Like I just, yeah. there's something about them that I don't like. And we but, get to go inside one of them. But we're tonight. going, and they have brisket egg rolls. I really did my food research. Being on brand for me, I did my food research about stadium food and brisket egg rolls. So Texas, I well, cannot wait. I'll obviously eat the brisket egg rolls. But I'm just a sucker for a cheap hot dog. I know. A baseball game. I know. That's, that's why I, I haven't eaten all day yet. I'm really limiting <laughs> myself. I'm saving a lot of room for all the baseball food, nachos. Hot dog, brisket, egg roll, beer, Dr. Pepper, all of it. I'm sh I'm, I'm like a garbage dump on the inside today. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be a good time. Hopefully, the game will not end like it did last night. If anyone watched to that game, yeah. it was so dark, so dark. It was really bad, but we're excited to get to go in. We're glad that everyone on the teams are healthy. Unfortunately, that's not the case for all the sports teams that we're fans that's of. That's true. There's a lot of outbreaks. We had the, the Titans miss almost well more than two weeks, I Your think. Yes. Your but then they came Titans. roaring back. And then Nick Saban, I think I'm bad luck. I really think I'm bad luck. I think I'm jinxed. Alabama and the Braves because last night the Braves got whooped and a few hours before the Braves got whooped Alabama announced that Saban has corona that's right the, on the eve but of I, the Georgia game I did hear though that when you kiss your cousin that is you're more likely to spread corona so not surprising that Alabama okay had an outbreak on their football team okay everyone just watching just know that I get crap for giving Justin a hard time making fun of him on this show. This is what I deal with. I just need everyone to know that this is what it's I fair. deal with. This is science. This is what science does. <laughs> Stressing me out already. I'm like already sweating. Um, <laughs> it could be worse though for Alabama. Saban has it. He's probably going to be fine. Florida and LSU is off this week. Yeah. They're done. They're not outbreak. playing this week because that was But really again, bad. you know, people said months ago, oh, there's no chance that there's going to be a football season. It's just impossible. Even without the bubble, though, they've done pretty we well. Are. I mean, they really they've gotten, you know, pretty far along. Yes, you're inevitably going to have situations like this. I think college football built that in a little bit better than yes. the NFL did. Yes. Um, but ultimately it's going to happen. The fact that we're still able to have a season and go yeah. to, and going to a game. an actual game during a pandemic. We're going to a sports game. Socially today. distanced, <laughs> right. but it's pretty cool. We're it's going to a sports cool. game. I'm just like, I'm beside myself that we're actually going. People went to the Titans game earlier yeah. this week. Things are. Yeah. The mayor finally slowly. let them in. Yes. 
More right. on that later. Gosh, boy, you better believe it. Um, things are slowly but surely getting back to normal, and I feel I feel really good about it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, so let's kind of switch gears a little bit and talk about something kind of political. Um, the Amy Coney Barrett hearing for this yeah. week. Talk about blood pressure rising. I mean, not hers. Not hers. She was cool as cucumber. Yeah, she. You got more I, notes than she has. I know she had when she lifted up that blank piece of paper after she had just been rattling off everything. I, that was a girl power moment for me. I know, and and I get this a lot being a woman on the right. The left tries to claim girl power is like their thing. They're the group that empowers women, whatever. They, I saw some people on Twitter from, from the left on Twitter saying that her not bringing notes was a slap in the face to the system. What? And to me, and they also criticized her for wearing dresses and not suits. Anything they could criticize her about, they did. And I just, it just goes to show that they really don't have against her I don't think well they yeah they're grasping they're grasping at straws um you know I think they obviously learned and rightfully so from the way they treated Kavanaugh Mm -hmm. and um, you can't do that same thing to a woman Mm -hmm. Uh, and so they just they knew a going too hard would backfire on them Mm -hmm. and b like you said they don't really have anything because there's nothing to really criticize Uh, and you know back in the day even Ginsburg was overwhelmingly approved in the Senate. It was pretty under well understood that the party in power had the luxury of appointing a sensible person. And if they weren't just completely off their rocker, then they would get overwhelmingly approved even by the minority party. And it's just gotten so vilicized now. Um, You know, there's such a double standard uh, when it comes to the, the process. Well, in the New York Times headlines, when Alana Kagan was approved, overwhelmingly and she didn't answer any policy questions and the new york times headline that day was kagan keeps with precedent and doesn't answer policy questions on how she's going to rule and then the exact same situation happens now and it's amy coney barrett won't dodge his policy questions right. i mean it's just things have just changed and the narrative has changed and so unfortunately she's very well qualified she's she's on top of her game she's not going to talk about the policy things that she might have to rule on because she's not a policy maker that's not her job it's not why we're here, but people are still coming after her for the exact same thing that was expected of the justices that were appointed by Democrats. And so it's just, it, it to me, from the outside, looked like just an unfair kind of process. No, it's but just complete hypocrisy. It is. Whatever. Hypocrisy. I, I think she's going to get appointed, and rightfully so. I think she'll be a great justice. She is going to be a great justice. And I, for one, um, do not like women tearing down other women just because they disagree with you on sure. policy issues. You know, all of the, there's been so much coverage about women's fashion and politics. And if I promise you, it, the only reason that she was catching flack was because she was a woman. And I just, I don't appreciate that. So, well, then the mansplaining too, right? Yes. Like, if I try to tell you what to do, People are like, oh, you're mansplaining because a man can't talk to a woman and explain something uh, regardless of the situation now. And there were Democratic senators, Mm -hmm. I mean, doing, doing, yeah, telling her how to do her job, uh, which is more mansplaining than than what happens most of the time when you get called out for that. Right. And if it was a Republican, they would have called it mansplaining. If it's a Democrat, it's well they're they're chastising her for not doing her job right. And it's just the double standard, the radical hypocrisy. I'm just honestly hoping that we don't have to endure any more confirmation hearings for a really, (laughs) really, really long time because I've had about all I can take after Gorsuch and Kavanaugh and now this. But I can't stop watching. It's like a a scary TV show. Like you want to look away and you're like watching 
watching through your fingers and can't stop watching. Um, speaking of radical hypocrisy, wow, this is going straight into our next subject really well. We've, been, we've been talking about Nashville a lot and how the mayor is hypocritical on, on a lot of the decisions that he makes about opening things up. Earlier this weekend, you might have, or last weekend, you might have seen there was a massive worship gathering by um, a worship leader on the front steps of the courthouse in Nashville. I think they said between eight and 10,000 people yeah, were there. Yeah, it was pretty big. It was huge. There have been a lot of hot takes on it, um, and I can kind of see both sides, but Justin and I kind of wanted to talk about what the real world implications of things like that are and, and the mayor making decisions. So Justin, I'll let you kick it off because you made a lot of great points when we first started talking about this. Yeah, again, both sides, you you know, we are still in a pandemic. Mm -hmm. There There's an argument to be made that it's irresponsible to gather in, you know, close groups of people, even outside, even outside not wearing masks and that kind of thing. Like at least be thoughtful and, you know, take some personal responsibility, right. I think is important. Uh, however, this is the foundation upon which our society is based, the ability to protest and Gather make our freely. voice heard. And literally months ago, the mayor himself was standing like shoulder to shoulder with people in a bullhorn talking about uh, the importance of expressing your rights and marching. And if you're going to defend it when you agree with what's being said and done, yes. then you have to defend it when you disagree with what, and see that, Absolutely. that the, the sirens going on yes. telling us we're right. We're right. Even the outside is hollering <laughs> that we got this right. But, um, but seriously, I mean, you can't, again, double standard. If you're going to allow it because you say you cannot stop the constitutional rights, people exercising mm -hmm. their constitutional rights, then you can't do it when you disagree with what's being said. Absolutely. And I, you know, a lot of my friends who are in the music industry were upset because they're relying on the numbers going down so they can get back to work. And so I understand that take, but then a lot of people were getting upset and trying to cancel people who attended because they weren't wearing masks or they weren't doing this out or the other. There is an element of personal responsibility in right. this that I think is overlooked, has been overlooked a lot. People saying, well, well, they shouldn't have been out there because because that's the rules. Well, when people went out, they knew what they were getting into. So yeah, when people went out and protested, during the, the, the racial issues mm -hmm. earlier this year that were happening. And so the people have a right to protest. Absolutely. Should they do so responsibly? Yes, For but sure. you can't embrace one and vilify the, the other. other. Whether you're the government or whether you're people on yeah. Twitter. You, well, most certainly the government because absolutely. there are constitutional rights at play. Here. Yes, yes, but even people on, on Twitter vilifying folks and it's just, you can't have your, this is what drives me crazy about this year in general. You can't have principles that blow back and forth with the wind because that's not principles. Exactly. That's just an emotional opinion on something right. and so I think that's what really bugged the crap out of me this week. So there's just been a lot of hypocrisy going on um and we hope that nashville will but we're there to call it out and so. i love that mm -hmm. i love calling people out that's like my favorite thing to do so yep. keep me in this role that's so much fun um before we go let's talk about something happy that's not going to get both of our blood pressure up in our faces as red as your hat do we want to let the plant talk yo yeah our, our trusty we, we, plant we've just been here. lingering back there we, we invited him to the join show. the show told him to keep his mouth shut um we are obviously here for sports and so justin what is your most favorite ever sports related memory? So I am pretending that you didn't ask me this before. So okay. Think about it. Just think about it. Take <laughs> um, a second. I gave him a prompt. Ultimately, 
it, it sticking with baseball since we're going to a game today. The year that Mark McGuire broke the home run record, um, I don't remember exactly what year it was, but I was, I was, I was young. I was young mm -hmm. too. So I grew up in West Tennessee. Um, my family, they're all Cardinals fans, and we would go every year to a game, the Braves and Cardinals in, in um, St. Louis. Mm -hmm. I would be decked out in my Braves gear. Obviously. And one of the few Braves fans there, an old Bush stadium. And McGuire, I believe it was the first inning, got thrown out of the game for arguing balls and strikes. He got called on a third strike and argued. And they had to stop the game for like 15 minutes because all these Dirty Birds fans were throwing stuff at the umpires, like flicking pennies Lord. at the umpires and throwing bottles at them oh. and stuff. So they're all like and yelling and screaming. I'm yelling like, let them play the game. I came to watch the game. And so that that was pretty memorable. That really solidified my hatred for the Cardinals. Okay, actually the Cardinal Stadium, the old one is one of the only fields that I've ever been to. And I wanted a t-shirt from the stadium, but I would not get a Cardinal shirt. So I actually got a National League t-shirt with the Braves name player on the back from the Cardinal nice. Stadium while I was there. I couldn't, well couldn't do anything else. Um, my favorite one, I'll keep with baseball too. I did, I was in college during the Saban years, had a lot of great Alabama victories, but probably my favorite summer ever. It was one summer when I was in high school and I grew up in Anniston, which is at Anniston, Alabama, which is pretty close to Atlanta. It's like an hour drive. And we used to go over to Turner Field so much for mm -hmm. games. And there was this one year they were celebrating some big milestone of Bobby Cox's and they were selling probably like 1000th game he was picked out of seriously <laughs> which we love that we love tenacity in our in our managers um he was he it was toward the end of his career for sure but they were selling $20 tickets to the club level Turner Field That's in impressive. the summer is really really hot and oh. so I went to like 10 games that summer maybe people were coming in I have a friend who lives here in Texas who's a big Braves fan he came in and we went to a game together and got those club level seats that summer for only $20 nice. that was that's probably one of my favorite summers ever just driving to Atlanta all the time because I was 16 by then and could just feeling drive over fancy. feeling super fancy that's in right. my car just driving over and, and going to a bunch of Braves games so go Braves go Braves I hope the Bravos pull one through for us tonight um we're smiling now we might not be smiling in a few hours <laughs> so uh go Braves and thanks for watching